with you all day long. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, what's going on at the White House? Well, two German shepherds belonging to President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden were actually returned to their original Biden family home in Delaware because, as they call it, there was a biting incident. <laughs> the member of the White House staff. Now, they're not saying anything more than that. Just the fact that everyone is okay and the fact that it was Major is the dog's name. Major is a rescue dog and was startled. Right. I remember prior to him being sworn in as the president, they're all like, the dogs are back in the White House. Finally, dogs in the (laughs) White House again. Where they should be, every president's had a dog. Yeah. And then this one's just going around chomping people. I think it was an accident. (laughs) I want to believe so. But so those dogs went back home. All right. To Uh, the farm, in quotes. (laughs) Delaware. They went to Delaware. Big Delaware in the sky. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So... What about you? You know, we're not looking for those horrific, like, dog attack stories. We're, we're looking for those kind of those fun ones where, you know, um, you didn't see it coming like that time that I ran out of gas, went to the, uh, uh, the, the people's place, got out of my vehicle with their big dog coming running towards me. And they said, that's okay. It doesn't bite. And just as they said that, the dog bit me right in the crotch. Like, <laughs> in the crotch? I'm telling you, it bit me in the crotch. I Why feel was like your... that happens all the time. If they say it doesn't bite, it definitely bites <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Don't worry. Our dog doesn't bite. Yeah, and that was it. I had the. Uh, I've been bit. Yeah. Um. First ever bite was just prior to Bo being born, my yeah. son. Yeah. Uh, at my sister's house. Now their dog was is a rescue, and he's a little jittery. He's a big dog, though. Yeah. And like once he gets to know you, he'll be your best friend. And I thought we were best friends. Yeah. We were eating dinner outside, and I was like, I had my hat in my hand. There was so many wasps around, so I was swatting these wasps around, like get away, wasps. I could see that. Yeah. Oh. And this, the dog is like, it had Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> It's like, oh, you on play, huh? Uh, yeah, it's like, and he was close by, so he said, "I've had enough of this. This guy, like, clearly wants to whack me, not the wasps." Yeah, so he just got right in my hand. I'm like, "What happened?" I thought I got shot. <laughs> I looked down; the dog's still attached to my hand. Yeah, Jack, what about you? I- I'm lucky enough that I haven't had a dog bite. I have uh, witnessed my husband being bit by a bearded dragon. Okay, particularly Chris's bearded dragon <laughs> when he was holding Marvin, my husband Bobby, and said. Don't worry, Chris. No matter what, this bearded dragon will not bite. It is so nice. He's trying to sell it. Totally chomped down on his finger. And I know that it hurt him, and he was just trying to talk through it, being like, this is fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. But no dog bites in my life, luckily. And you have chihuahuas, which are the most yippy bitey dogs ever. Well, uh, unfortunately, their teeth were so rotted that they had to be removed. (laughs) They might have gummed you. The best dog bite story of, of all time for me is my son Carter when he was out in Thorsby and he was uh, sighting his gun and he was he was out and the dog was with him and uh, anyway he shot the gun at, at a target and at the exact same same time he shot it the dog bit him right in the rear end and uh, the timing was like he thought he had shot himself in the butt somehow <laughs> <laughs> the bullet ricocheted bing 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 right in the butt. <laughs> Anyway, poor gum wound. What about you? Tell us about your dog bite. Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. 780-421-1039 is the number to call. We're looking for your dog bite stories. Yes, Mike? Now, this is going back quite a few years. It's back when I used to deliver papers, right? And, uh, you know, in summertime, just open up the screen door and throw the paper in. Well, this one uh, customer that I had had a little, I'm not sure whether it's a pygmy Doberman or some sort of a Yorkshire Terrier on steroids or something. <laughs> pygmy Doberman. I put my, my hand in, it clamped onto my hand, and it would not let go. 
the woman actually had to come and pry the dog's <laughs> jaws apart so I could get my hand back. Wow, you got more patience than most. I tell you what, I, yeah, I would have probably unpried that thing myself. <laughs> have you ever I, seen I, the hammer throw in the Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're speaking about uh, dogs and dog bites after what happened at the White House with uh, the dogs having to, to, to I guess, to, to be uh, relocated because they just... Uh, they, biting incident. They just weren't ready for the big show of the White House. So <laughs> uh, we're looking for your biting stories this morning. A text at 103.939. I have a story for you. A little dog. Her and I play a game ever since she was a puppy. We've been doing it for 14 years now. I blow lightly in between her ears. She looks at me from the top of her head. It's quite funny to see her eyes, but she starts to snarl and then she nips at you. And the only thing you feel is her nose and her tongue. She lunges at you, but then she ends up licking you. It was so cute, but it definitely scared the crap out of me the very first time. Dogs don't like when you blow in their faces. No, they do not. Write that down. That's one of the favorite, my favorite things to do. Oh. I did find a fun fact in the States. Yeah. Um, the average settlement for a dog bite 36 grand. Wow. You get two of those a year. <laughs> that ain't I like bad. you're working it out. I'll take you to a, a time. It was probably 25 years ago. I was working downtown at the radio station and I was working overnights. And so, in between my overnight shift and working uh, morning traffic, I would actually have some time to go for a run. So, I'd go for a run every day along 107th Avenue. And uh, along 107th Avenue, there was one house with just the nastiest dog in the fence. And every day it would scare me. I was scared to death of this big dog in this fence, but I was very thankful that it was always in on the, the other side in the fence so ironically the one day i chose to rollerblade was the one day <laughs> was the one day that dog was out and i remember it chasing me down the road like i was meals on wheels <laughs> you were <laughs> i could just see chris kind of like a little wobbly on the old roller i mean blades. i think it's good that you were and, that was the one day you were on rollerblades and my dad had given me advice and he had had a lot of experience because he hauled hay to farmers and he had a lot of experience with dogs and farm dogs and them trying to bite you and he always said chris if you ever see a dog attack you like it's coming after you to get you turn around and come after it because it's either totally, you know, totally just this trying to, to scare you and it's not really serious. And if it is serious, it's going to get you either way. So I turned around and I started to wheel at this dog. <laughs> and that dog Thick ran away. sea cut. And that dog ran away. There you go. So there you oh go. Oh my gosh, you were top dog. <laughs> I also remember Chris outside of Roger's place. Remember, we were doing something. There was the three of us, and some guy walked by with his dog, and Chris went to pet it, and that dog snapped at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sports on the Really? Oh, yeah. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Jack was talking during trending about uh, uh, the illegal party that was happening at the uh, hair salon. Mm. Uh, you know, that would be a fun place to have a party, really. Those chairs are awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. up and, and down around. and all around. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't drink the Barbasol. Everyone's high on hairspray. <laughs> anyway. Somebody's getting, somebody's getting stabbed with we're, scissors. We're looking for those parties that got shut down in your life. And I feel like Jack might be the one that's got all the stories here for some I, there reason. Was just, there was always the one house that we always went to. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, but I'm going to do it anyways. Chris Gowing had the best house parties of all of high school. It was like almost maybe every other weekend we were there. Really? His parents, parents traveled a lot. <laughs> they traveled a lot? I think so. Okay. I think the most infamous story is he had some sort of Halloween party, hmm. and then it was at least six months later, someone had put 
a pumpkin in one of the cabinets and it wasn't <laughs> opened for about six months and his parents couldn't figure out where the smell was coming from and oh it was bad that'll do it ruined it it ruined the cabinet yeah popular guy though very I mean, popular guy yeah yeah the guy's always, always having parties for sure right? yeah even if you yeah. hate his guts you got to be friends with him yeah we yeah. were we were lucky. Uh, when we were sixteen, we got to have parties. Uh, like we, and I remember having a, a, a nice little uh, party at, at at the place. And then the, all of a sudden, uh, the wrong crew showed up, and uh, things got out of hand. Like you know, there was always the bad crew. It, it was and they met out, on these the were outdoor outdoor parties on the farm, right? Oh but, yeah, the old keyhole. Oh, I remember a guy, the bush party. A guy ended up like dragging a chunk of uh, gate under his vehicle and oh it was just oh, sounds geez. like he may have been drinking and driving <laughs> I don't know what the guy was doing but anyway let's just say the party got shut down at that point so yeah we didn't have that many parties I wasn't the every second week guy for sure I, I love high school parties they were the best man yeah, they were so the good. best and, like I, I don't remember going to so many but I do remember memorable ones like there was one you know like in a movie, there's a house party, and you're like, that looks like the most awesome party ever. Yes, right. there's always those movies. I've been to one of those parties where they, they, like, it was legit like a movie. Like There's like a dance floor downstairs. People are going crazy. Somebody put a full-on sweater on the dog. Like old school. <laughs> yeah. This is old school, right? Yeah, like my buddy's um, uh, car was so light that a bunch of guys lifted it onto the 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 lawn right. everybody's having a blast that was a great party other parties chicken wings in the washing machine massive holes in what? drywall what? oh okay. yeah that's I, awesome you said you didn't have any stories exactly. Matt. I that's what like, i was you just didn't thinking. ask like i thought these were tame chicken wings in the dryer we once found my, uh, a buddy of mine's dad's uh porno collection yeah that got pilfered yeah okay, let's just get matt like Keep talking. Keep going. First, uh, the first party I ever went to, first high school party, was a football party, and we it was a bush party, and there was a one keg, and we're like, how are we going to drink all this keg? Literally, eight hundred people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> there was one keg of foamy beer, and then the cops came. And we all had to go home. Okay, and did you end up streaking, Matt? I was never crazy at these parties. Mm-hmm. No, I did have I beer bong my first beer at a house party once. Okay, I puked everywhere. All right. These stories just keep getting better. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I swear that's it. Are you sure that's it? I think so. Okay. Well, this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Okay. So, uh, switching gears, Matt. Um, yesterday, uh, about uh, three quarters of the way through the show, you got really sad uh, because you found out that you had to get something else from uh, from somewhere else involving it being free. The free yeah. sites. We, my wife loves to peruse our local community free swap group on Facebook. And now normally it's like, okay, they left the thing out on their front porch. It's small. Go pick it up. And I grumble a little bit because it just adds to the clutter of our house. Like today's going to be a rain jacket. Yeah, mm. I got to get a rain jacket. No problem. Whatever. That goes in a closet. Yeah. That's fine. Kid needs it. But then yesterday, I got a picture of this playhouse that's the size of a planet. Yeah. And I have like, that's not going to, and she's like, she's very upset. Like, you always say no. We This is going to be for our children. You don't want our children to be happy? I'm like, easy now. Oh, jeez. I mean, she's got a point. Like, the kids, it would be great for the kids, but I don't know how I'm going to get this thing home. Right, right. So you, we talked about that on the air, mm-hmm. and then one of the nicest guys on the planet, Kelly from United Sport and Cycle, 
Yeah, and thank you to everyone, all the texters who offered up their trucks, too. I don't think a truck would have been big enough. No, and the irony of it is that uh, Kelly's wife is the one that told him that he was doing this. It's just, it's it's kind of like the way it all is. All these it's, wives just yeah. telling their husbands what to do. <laughs> we just kind of meet in the middle. <laughs> so Kelly's with us right now. And Kelly, so you bring the, the giant United Sport & Cycle cube van to haul this thing, fortunately, because... Yeah, it was, well, it was kind of neat. And the fact that it was going to come fully assembled. So I was going to bring my truck... And I thought, because uh, my kids had one of those houses, too, when they were young. And uh, they just, it kind of um, envelopes together. There's no screws or nothing. It just pieces itself together. And then I look at the, I ask them to send me a picture. And, oh, yeah, the house is all built. It's all fully together. So I uh, yeah, changed my truck for the cube van. <laughs> and I figured we'd roll, roll up in the cube van. And uh, we'll just throw this house all intact in the back. I don't know who was more surprised when I saw the cube van because you kept you kept saying van. I'm like, I don't know if a van's gonna work. Yeah. Uh, me when I saw that, I'm like, oh, he brought the cube van. And the lady <laughs> who was we were taking it away from, she was like, man, you guys work quick. Yeah. 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 And you use big equipment. Yeah, and there's a little seven year old. I think I'm estimating this guy was seven years old, and and uh, so we lift the we I back the cube van up to their driveway. We lift the house into it and close it and we're, we're gone and the kid says to Matt and I wow you guys are strong <laughs> and when you got the, the, the playhouse to Matt's you realized you were going to have to throw it over the fence yeah well, he, has a, he has a double swinging gate and so I was when I backed up the cube and he ran around to the front of the house to open the gate I'm like well, only half of this gate's going to open because the other half is blocked by the trailer. Yes. So I'm not sure how we're going to do that. And I envisioned us putting the pulling the trailer down into the alley, but not being able to get the trailer back up again. Well, we would have got it back up. I have got it back up, Kelly. But at, I did not want to move it because it is a pain in the butt. So I was like, well, it looks like we're going to have to hump it over the six-foot fence. <laughs> so, like, I mean, this five-foot playhouse, and then two of us had to put it on. We had to put it on the fence. I had to run around and. And of course, I hadn't picked up the dog poo, so that was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then last time I checked with Matt and I, I think we're both five foot five at best, so we're trying to lift it over the six foot fence. <laughs> Kelly, is it fair to say perhaps this was more than you bargained for? Oh, no, I was all in. I was like, what's next now, Matt? Like, this was good fun. <laughs> I was about to hand you a shovel so we could clean up the dog. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you feel do you feel like Matt was uh, was not all in when it came to getting the playhouse in the first place? Yeah. Well, it was. I was definitely relating to my uh, days when my kids were younger, and and Dara saying to me, "We're gonna get this, so go get it." <laughs> and then I show up, and I'm like, "This was not what I planned for." <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. What? That boy ain't right, right. What's going on this morning, Jack? Weird or what? We're talking about hotel vacations. More and more, especially during the pandemic, I am seeing people vacationing within their own city. So they are renting a hotel room for the night. I mean, pools are open with uh, like limited capacity that you have to book your time, but it's just you, your family in the pool. Exactly. Once, right? So you get half an hour of time. You book it ahead of time. But it's exciting. I mean, I'm assuming you're going with your family. You, The kids get out of the house. It's a change of scenery for you. Yes, you're in your own city, but it's kind of like a vacation. What an incredible waste of money. 
No way. This is such a good idea. Why not get a change of scenery, a little excitement in the family, maybe a dinner out, get a pizza in the hotel room? This is perfect. This is like my dream night. Hey, look, kids, two beds in the same room and a TV, and it's a lot smaller than our house. We're we'll be staying here. Yeah, but you've been in your house for a year. Yeah, hotel rooms suck. <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> I like I get it. I know you, you're bored. You want to get out of the house. You want to do something different. But like go to a different park. Take a different street on your walk. Why do you gotta spend $120? Because it's fun. It's like a little mini vacation. It's a staycation. And you get to go swimming. And as soon as you like the kids don't care if it's Disneyland or it's it's uh, one of the hotels and if there is a water slide, a water sign slide, them up. Yeah. There could be two twins holding hands in the hallway. Yeah. The kids would not care. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I, like the one thing that's kind of tipping me towards like okay maybe is uh, the pool. The yes. pool aspect, without a doubt. Because I guess pools are pretty safe because all the stuff they put in them. Yeah. But like hotels are gross. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I need figures. to go to better hotels. <laughs> yeah, where are you staying? <laughs> but I am seeing this happening more and more, especially in this last month. I mean, people have just had it. They need that change. They need that vacation. Okay. Why not do it within your own city? Not weird at all, says Christy. I'm planning on having a staycation here in Edmonton for my birthday. Yes. And another text right after it. I don't have kids, but I think it's weird. If I had kids... Maybe I'd think differently. Maybe that's the deciding factor. No, never mind. Even if I didn't have my kids, I'd want to go. You'd really? want to go? Oh, that's Flip, no I way. love hotels. All right. Is it weird or what? 780-421-1039. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're asking this morning, is it weird to vacation in your own city? Renting a hotel, maybe getting some pool time, a change of scenery. Yes, you're spending $120, $150, but it is for that experience, right? Charity? No, I think it's I think it's absolutely fine. Me and my husband do date nights once a month, and after a while, there's only so many restaurants you can go to, and sometimes you just want a night away from the kid, but you're not going to pay for a vacation vacation, so you cop into a hotel for the night. Honey, let's go to the super <laughs> <night>. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that in front of my kids, but yes. <laughs> oh. The Ramada has a twisty slide. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, Matt, don't use that voice. No, or, just stop. Do you want fruit or frosted Poor flakes charity. for your continental <laughs> we breakfast? We are sorry. <laughs> uh, oh uh, thanks for calling and good luck with your next adventure. <laughs> thanks, you guys have a good day. Don't, think, don't think about Matt when you're doing <laughs> No, you can't. You're going to, next time you step in, inside, you'll think about me. Bye. See ya. Terry, is it weird or what? It's weird. I'm with Matt. I wouldn't pay to... Stay in my own city or town. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, my house is a block away, and I get to live there for free. Well, not really. I do pay my mortgage. <laughs> but you pay your own bills. It's like, yeah. it just seems, why, why spend the money to go sleep in a bed that, like, millions of other people have slept in and try to create a night? I don't know. It's like, I got to bring my UV light to make sure the bed's clean. Oh, don't bring that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... But, like, my... Beyonce and I, when we want to change the scenery, we turn our living room into a giant fort. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I, I can see that part. That's couple goals right there. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, if you have kids, set up a tent in the basement and have, like, a camping thing or something. Right. There's so many other ways of doing it. I think I, I agree. It's just a total waste of money. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for calling. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great day. You thank Bye. you. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
It's Wednesday. Yeah. That ain't right. That is weird. What? What? That boy ain't right. right. And we're talking about is it weird or what to have a staycation in your own city? Rent a hotel room for a weekend. Sheila, is it weird or what? Well, I don't know, but I did it about three weeks ago, not for vacation, but more just to change a venue to work. Okay. And actually get some stuff done. Okay. So I only pay 50 bucks tonight. I use Priceline, but I hold up in a hotel for two days. There was just some renovations going on and kid noise, and I just... Yeah, I packed up and went somewhere else because I couldn't go to the library or okay. anything. So you basically ran away from your family. <laughs> well, sort of, yeah. <laughs> For work, Chris. <laughs> I'm pretty certain your husband thinks you're cheating. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't have one of those right now. Okay. No. <laughs> But wishful thinking, thank you. (laughs) Linda, is it weird or what? I don't think it's weird to have a staycation, especially this time if you have kids. But uh, I was offered um, for my son, because he works at a hotel, to stay um, around Christmas time for free. And I was like, hell no. (laughs) I've been stuck in the house for a year with your dad. I do not want to be stuck in a smaller place (laughs) with your dad. (laughs) This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. It's Wednesday, and it's time for Would You Rather. Okay, and uh, we were talking about uh, Tim Hortons earlier mm-hmm. in the week because of Tim Hortons roll up the rim, and so we, we this is not a, a good thought. It's a tough thought, but our boss said, hey, these Would You Rather should be tough. They should be tough decisions, and they should be bad things. So we're like, okay. Like both outcomes would be bad. Yeah, that's what, what he said. what would you rather? That's what he said. So, yeah, would you rather? So, would you rather this morning, would you rather never go to McDonald's again in your life or Tim Hortons never again? Really testing your Canadian blood here. Hmm. Easy for me. Really? Oh, yeah. What would you give up? Well, I'm not a coffee guy, right? So, Oh, okay. So, you give food. up Tim Hortons. They, I, they do serve food. but uh, I'm, And donuts. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, McDonald's. I couldn't give up McDonald's. I love McDonald's. Yeah, me too. It's the Big Mac sauce. Like, I don't want to give it up. It's so good, and there's so much variety. But Tim Hortons does have a mighty fine bagel. <laughs> I can't, This is a first. Literally, ring the bell. We're all going to agree. We're all in agreement. I love I love Tim Hortons. I love their yeah. coffee. I love a good tea. Yeah. I love an apple fritter. Yeah. But... How dare you even try to take away my double Big Mac or my double quarter pounder with cheese? <laughs> yeah, it sounds never... like you love it, Matt. Oh. <laughs> I can't talk. That's my thing. <laughs> All right. Which one? Uh, so far, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. Oh, no, there's Tim Hortons, hands down. Okay. McDonald's gone. Ooh. Okay. Yeesh. All right. What about you? Would you rather this morning? If you had to give up one, McDonald's or Tim Hortons? This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, would you rather give up McDonald's for the rest of your life or Tim Hortons for the rest of your life? Karina says, I would give up Tim Hortons. McDonald's coffee is better and McDonald's fries. I mean, come on. Is there really a debate? The best fries ever. Burgers so delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the other side, Agna says, goodbye, McDonald's. This mama of three needs her coffee more. And my kids prefer Timbits to Happy Meals. Okay. Those kids need their eyes opened. <laughs> I love Timbits too, but a Happy Meal? <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty close. Uh, all right.
Yeah, it's it's you know it's looking like it's fifty fifty, which is not a surprise, hey. I thought it was a huge surprise. I thought McDonald's would be the wave would be sweeping over Tim Hortons, but not so. No, Canadians love their Timmies. They it's do. True. Yeah, they do. Okay, seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. If you want to chime in, which one would you give up if you had to? This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Tim Hortons roll up the rim began this week, so we're playing a little game called Would You Rather. We just finished talking to Steve, and it was like it was like we asked him the most difficult question in the world. He was just like, ah. It is ah, hard. Ah, man. There's good points to each. Who's you, your favorite child? Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Would you rather give up, <laughs> if you had to give up one for the rest of your life, Tim Hortons or McDonald's? This text at 103.939 says, McDonald's with the easy win. Tim's, well, they don't have burgers. And McDonald's has better coffee. There, I said it. Hmm. And this whole thing is like, I order two things off the menu. It's not like I've diversified my orders from either place. So it's like, which one do I like better? I, st- I still got to go McDonald's. Right. This person says, I would get rid of McDonald's for sure. I have an ice cap and a bagel every morning. That comes from Sam. Breakfast of champions. Yeah, breakfast of insulin users. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's about 50-50, I'd say, at this point. Um, lots of harsh words towards different foods at each, <laughs> which are kind of mean. Yeah, we really don't want to lose. We can't afford to lose the advertisers. So there you go. Anyway, thank you for participating in Would You Rather this morning. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Anyway, I am not going to judge because I watch enough trash TV. Like, I watch enough trash TV, that, uh, but that uh, 90 Day Fiancé show, that's trash. Like, that's total trash. It's big, though. I always, I don't watch it, but I always see people talking about it online. Yeah. It started with one show, and now there's about eight other shows spun oh, off of really? 90 Day. Yeah, there's like, they're on Was Discovery like 89 Plus. Day or what? Well, no, there's like <laughs> uh, The Single Life, The Family Chantel, uh, 90 Day Fiancé, The Other Way. Like, okay. this whole thing is a phenomenal franchise it is enormous and i my wife loves it and i catch myself watching a little bit you catch yourself getting caught in caught up in it anyways there's this woman named debbie and her son colty (laughs) he that's what his uh wife from brazil always called him colty okay so i can't say without saying it like that all right Uh, they're now divorced oh but uh, he's really close with his mom, and they love to drink together. Oh, sure they do. And she makes her own drink called the Dirty Debbie, and it is something. Okay, so it's time to make some Dirty Debbie. Big bottle of Amarillo. I don't measure, I just sort of pour. Count one, two, three, four. Coconut rum. One, two, three, four. Banana liqueur. One, two, three, four. Stir it up. Let's taste it. Mmm. Really good. Really good. I'm it does assuming sound really good. When they have her on the show, do they use closed captioning or? <laughs> <laughs> they do. They're they're pretty loose with the closed captioning on everybody. It doesn't okay. matter which country they're from. Okay, but no, like if you weren't listening, that's amaretto, amaretto, uh, coconut rum, okay, and banana liqueur in a highball glass. So that's a short Ooh, glass with and- a little bit of milk. <laughs> Jeez, she's doing four count for each of those two. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dirty debut. Her and Colty, they love to get after it. He he drinks something called the dirty Debbie with his mom. Yeah, and uh, the whole thing about his relationship with his now ex-wife was the fact that he wouldn't leave Debbie. Okay, Col- Colty mom. and Debbie. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I get it. All right. So our question this morning is: What is your dirty Debbie? Your signature drink. Hmm. Jack? When I was bartending, I thought it was genius idea. Jaeger bombs. 
such a big deal. Oh, man. <laughs> and I used to, not so much, in, oh, I still do. Jack Daniels, love Jack Daniels. So I used to think, okay, well, we don't need Jaeger. We'll just do Jack bombs. And so just like a Jaeger bomb, except you have a shot of Jack with Red Bull, drop shot. And it was disgusting, but it got you jacked. <laughs> it's a wonder you're still alive. You know, I wonder that too some days. <laughs> like your heart must have been pounding out of your chest at the end of that night. 5,000%. Yours would be fancy, Matt, because you're like to, you're the, yeah. the fancy no. guy. In the no, show. mine's simple. See, I'm a, I'm a man of class. I like Jameson neat. Yeah. Jameson a little bit of ice. Or, sorry, Barry, I, I now know the owner of Cook County. Mine would be a sock Mickey in Cook County. <laughs> you get a tall glass of a Ryan Coke, drink a little bit, and then pour lots of that Ryan in a sock Mickey. <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, the first person texting in is uh, near and dear to my heart, a vodka crans. Yes, the vodka cranberry. Too much sugar. You need to get the sugar-free stuff. Yeah, I know. Oh, it. yeah, Diet Cran. So Diet good. Cran. Remember when I brought it? I brought my own bottle of Diet Cran to Jack's wedding in Calgary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've packed That's it. A on, lot of room in this suitcase. I've packed my Diet Cran on trips to Mexico before. You know, sir. Uh, how many ounces of fluid are you allowed? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that opening up in your suitcase. <laughs> no. That's for sure. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Still a couple. We're asking what your mixed drink is this morning at 103.939. My two drinks are Sneaky Beers, which is two-ounce shot of vodka in a beer, and Crown and Iced Tea. It's best with homemade Good Host Iced Tea. No, Jack and I were talking, and she's yes. like, hmm, that would be interesting. I, I thought it would be gross, vodka and beer together. This isn't the kind of drink that you sit down and, like, you know, are watching a show with your sweetie or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the cab's coming, and you need to get her going. <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying. This text says, 1980s style, a heavy-handed vodka paralyzer. Takes you right back. Vodka paralyzers have milk, right? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're good. Oh, well, with not milk, too many. I think that, away. yeah, I think that's a that's a license to cause issues later on in the night. But maybe it's just me. <laughs> Amaretto and OJ, yum. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> what about Honey Jack and Peach Schnapps? I call it a Georgia Peach. Is there any mix in it? I hope not. <laughs> but, but the most dangerous drinks are always the ones where you say, "I can't taste the alcohol in it." You, yeah, some days. <laughs> This text says Brett Kissel's Neon Vodka and Sprite. Yum. Okay, there you go. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Somebody else will. There is Justin Moore kissing in the morning with Chris, Jack, and Matt. It's 8.50. Jack just said, man, our listeners love their alcohol. Yeah, these are. there's so many great ideas here. One of my signature drinks, says this texter, mom and I call it a quick one. Vodka, <laughs> crayon, and a splash of Red Bull. Are you a 20-year-old girl? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. They never said, Matt. Mm -hmm. Long Island iced tea and sourpuss and ginger ale. Mmm, tasty. Yeah, Long Island Island iced tea, Jack, you said has a lot of uh, different liquors in it. I had no idea because we just had the mix working at the bar. You just, okay, here's a shot of Long Island iced tea, whatever, mix it up. And I thought, oh, these guys, like, what are they ordering? (laughs) Wusses. Then I looked at the ingredients and I was thinking, I did not know it literally has every single alcohol in it. If you have six of those, you're on the 310 to Stomach Pump City. Matt, if you have six of anything, you'd likely be on. I mean, these drinks. Oh, my. All right. Twilight says, keep it classic, rum and Coke. That is a classic. What do they call this? Cuba. What? Rum and Coke? Cuba Libra? 
I think you've. Uh, I I don't. Are nobody's you, ever <laughs> called it a Cuba Libra. They've not a, a Cuba Libra. Code. It's not a Cuba Libra. It's something like that. <laughs> Come on, you guys. Honestly, we have no it's idea. It's a I'm classic sure it's rum. In. Rum and Coke is a classic from Cuba, and it's called a. Just wait for it. Cuba Libra. Cuba Libra. <laughs> Cuba Cuba Libra. Okay, while we wait for that, I'm going to mention another one here. (laughs) Somebody says that a twist on the paralyzer is to use cherry whiskey and it tastes like strawberry milk. Ugh, I don't want milk in my booze or boozy milk ever. Yes. There you go. It just came in, Chris. You're right. Cuba Libre. You guys have never heard that? No. Really? No. Wow. And we're the alcoholics. Yeah. (laughs) This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.